if there was a universal list of rules for salespeople, what should be on that list of rules to help you be a better salesperson, to close more deals, and what do you need to know about it? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show Studios, the mobile How to Sell Show Studios. I'm out here in the Delta. It's about 20 miles south of Sacramento. Nobody really around. Waiting for an amazing sunset. Birds chirping in the background. But today I want to go over with you what my 10 rules are for salespeople. If I could pass on 10 nuggets, great pieces of wisdom for you that'll help you Realize what you're up against if you're new. There may be some things if you've been in the in the industry that you're in for a while that you look around and you're like, man, I never thought of it that way. So rule number one from Scott Sylvan Bell is nothing stays the same. And let's start with commission plans. A company's job is meant to maximize its revenues. Now with that being said, accountants' jobs are meant to be bean counters and figure out where there's missing money. And your job is to go out and sell. And the way they look at it is like, okay, what can I do to keep the most amount of my profit possible? And one of the things that consistently comes up from people and managers in meetings is salespeople make too much money. So comp plans change all the time. Comp plans are going to change. That is a natural rule in business. And if you're in an industry and your comp plan hasn't changed in a year, plan on it coming. Okay? So it's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. It is a freaking matter of when. So comp plans change. Business owners change. A business's role is to create a company and then turn around and sell it. Long ago, people would say, I want to start a company and pass it on to my kids. And there's still people who do that. But that's not the main function of business. The main function of a business these days is to build up, prove revenue streams, and then sell. And there is going to be a point, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. You are going to get called into a meeting one day, and what's going to happen is the owners are going to stand in front of the room with the biggest smile on their face that they can imagine, or they're going to try to hide one because they just cashed out. And they are going to stand up, and they're going to say something along the lines of, you know, we wanted to plan on holding on to this business forever, but uh, we ended up selling. So welcome to 123 Company. Yesterday we were XYZ. Companies are going to sell. Management is going to change. Managers come and go as well. So you may have a favorite manager right now, and I guarantee you if it's a good manager, another company is gunning for him or for her. And there's tons of sales managers out there. There are tons and tons of sales managers out there, but what there's not a ton of is good sales managers. So what ends up happening is a manager that's a sales manager works for a company for a while, people hear about him or her, and eventually they get hired up. Or that's a good sales manager and the other managers inside the organization hate him or her because they stand in the way of, of the progress and the games that people want to play. Now, if you've never been on a management team, it is a constant battle. It is a constant fight. 
Somebody's always trying to take their position. Somebody's always trying to prove their dominance. And there is always people on a management team, and I'm saying always as an absolute, especially in big companies, that are just flat out snakes that you have to be aware of. And their only goal in life is to get ahead and they don't care who they step on. Things will change, guaranteed. That's why it is rule number one. Rule number two, you must get good at asking for the sale in multiple ways. I don't, I, I, can, I can name off tons of industries that I've worked in. And here is the standard two-step, most salespeople have a two-step closing process. Do you want one in whatever version that they ask that in? And if the buyer says no and gives them an objection, they got one answer. How much of a discount do I got to give in order to make this purchase for you to purchase today? And so you got to get good at asking for the sale in multiple ways. You got to be able to say, I completely understand whatever way you want to use your objection to overcome it. You have to have multiple word tracks. You have to have multiple scripts. And this is a library that you build over time. This isn't something that like, oh, I heard one episode of the How to Sell show or I, I watched one of your YouTube videos and boom. This is a long-term process. There's stuff that I learn every day. There's stuff that I practice while I'm driving. That's one of the things I, the reasons that I have this voice recorder in my car is because I practice every chance that I get. I got a headset that I drive around and I, I talk things out and I, and I say them to get them the right vocal inflection, the, the, the right pitch and the right tone. With that, you have to be able to close deals face-to-face, belly-to-belly as they refer to, email, text message, and even video. Within this rule is the person who can ask for the deal the most amount of ways, the best amount of ways, is naturally going to close the most amount of deals. And you can't be worried about rejection. Rejection happens all of the time. Rule number three, whoever has the best follow-up game gets the extra deals. It's funny, I will talk to salespeople and I'll say, what's your follow-up game plan? And they'll say, what? Wait, wait, what's your follow-up game plan? Um, I don't have one. <laughs> okay, well, you're, you're leaving money on the table. And I'll hear people say stuff like, if I didn't close them when they were with me, I'll never close them. And for some people, that's true because of the way that they sell. And for some people, they leave a ton of money on the table. A ton of money on the table. There's no, like as previously mentioned, text message game, video chat game, uh, email sequence. None of that's done. They just... They're like, okay, I, if I didn't sell it, I'm not gonna keep trying. They leave a lot of money on the table. Rule number four, you are only good to a company if you can bring in money and profitable deals. I, I want you to recognize what that means. You're not meant to be a friend of a manager. You're not meant to be a friend of the owner. If you're talking about business in the purest sense, you are a implementation, an implement, a tool, a lever, you are something meant to bring in money and revenue to a company. And at the end of the day, with the emotions taken out, if you're not bringing money in, you're going to be asked to leave. And if you can't bring in revenue that's needed, they will bring somebody in to replace you. Number five, goes right along with rule number four. Closers are a small percentage of the sales world. Most salespeople are lazy. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it again. Most salespeople are lazy. You only have to be incrementally better than your competition and the people that you work with. The best of the best salespeople are willing to role play. The best of the best salespeople are willing to practice and do what it takes to close deals. Most 
salespeople will not learn anything else except for how to sell with their personality and how to discount. Those are the two most common two-step sales processes there are. Can you buy one from me today? No, if you can't, how much of a discount do I need to take? Let me bat my eyes at you and let's have some fun. Let me use my personality. Rule number six, every single industry has cheap and horrible buyers. Doesn't matter. It does not matter what industry you're in. Every single industry has that. Number seven, you will hit heaters and you'll hit sales slumps. It gets easier over time. I watch brand new salespeople come in, close a few deals, swear they're on a roll, swear they're on a heater as they refer to it in Vegas, and think they're the greatest thing ever, not realizing that every every heating session, as you're gonna call it, every every one of those good rides up always has a ride down. But here's the thing, the better you get at sales and the longer you sell, the easier it becomes to fall off the horse and get back on because you know what to expect and you know what to do. Number eight, every sales team ends up with a creepy scumbag or unethical salesperson. If there is four people in your sales team right now, one of them's a creep, a scumbag, or completely unethical. That's just the way that it works. You've got a 25% chance out of four salespeople that one of them is not somebody you would ever wanna go hang out with, go to lunch with, do dinner with, because you just don't like them. You have a, a group of 10 salespeople it, I mean, just think about it. Two out of 10 salespeople are gonna be, two and a half out of 10 salespeople are gonna be creepy scumbags or unethical salespeople. And if you're thinking about somebody on your team, you're probably shaking your head right now like, man, how did Scott know? It is rare to have 10 salespeople on a team and not have one of the people be a creep, a scumbag, or completely unethical. Number nine, you'll be loved somewhere else. There's gonna be a point where you look around and you're like, I think I should leave. I don't know if I would be liked somewhere else. I don't know if I'd be loved somewhere else. I don't know if I would fit in somewhere else. If you are a closer, you are a prize. I got a friend, Mitch. Mitch has one of these sayings and the first time that I heard him say it, I was like, I don't, I don't know what to think about that. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, man, Mitch is right. Mitch had this saying, he's like, hey, Scott, what you need to know is if I, if I, if I need to, I could quit a job at 9 a.m. and be closing somewhere else by noon. Like I will literally leave a job at nine and someone will hire me by 12 and I'll be out running, running calls, be closing deals because I'm good at what I do. So you got to have confidence. Number 10, what you focus on matters. If you get caught up in the BS that's going on in your office, you are going to lose deals. If, if you only focus on the problems that you have in sales, then you're going to have a tough time selling. And I wish Wish, wish somebody would have talked to me about these 10 rules earlier on in my life because every one of them weaves into the next one. Every one of them has something to do with the previous one. And how you focus on your deals and what you focus on truly does matter. It truly does allow you to either close deals or will cause you to lose deals. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.